You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.33. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and The Roots with you on a Monday afternoon for our post-grand final free-for-all. How did the uh, the big game affect you? Did you enjoy it? Did it deliver? Was the Sandful grand final a better game? Or are you ready now for a night grand final? Plenty of things to talk about, uh, all that and more. We are here thanks to Hyundai and Balfour's. Let's bring in the Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch. Hello, Roochie Rooch. Hello, Kim. 81 points. Oh. oh, yes. Yes, it was either going to be one of the most epic contests if Sydney was able to keep a tight rein on some Geelong players. Well, it was going to be the blowout. We got the blowout. I think some genius in the Friday forecast said doomsday scenario, mm. Cats win by 70 plus. Well, Robbie Williams said, I hope you're good because I'm going to be phenomenal. Geelong was phenomenal as yeah, well. They w- you pick that one. If it was going to be a doomsday, it was going to be Geelong mm. blowing it out of the water like they did some time ago. When that team rolls to that Geelong theme, it is phenomenal, isn't it? You're just going to say some time ago and not revisit it. I'll tell you what, the second quarter I'm going, come on. I was with some... You're on. You're on 120 (laughs) pace here. Don't don't stop. Uh, I was with some Port Adelaide people over in Melbourne and uh, there were a lot of people at the stadium that Barrack for Port were feeling that way. Wow. (laughs) It's a record you don't want to have, isn't it? Well, Um, you do the comparison. Port turned up for five minutes. I mean, Brett Ebert did have a lot of shots in the first five minutes. Sydney, don't look back on that one with any vision of being in the contest, do they? So how disappointing was it? Is it the anticipation, the build-up, the expectation, and then when it's so one-sided, yeah. it's like a – it's a. But now, we're sitting sport. here with a uh, – we should say a that – Geelong uh, man, uh, yes. Uh, Brendan Lyons, our panel yes. operator. He's is happy. A, he's very Cats ha- happy. Cats have done man. the job. He hasn't Finally, sl- after 10 years. Hasn't slept for three days. Kim – I'm, I'm the same, Bruce, and I've Kim, got the no really, reason to celebrate. <laughs> but, Kim, that's, that's sport, isn't it? And I can remember when I lived in the States and went to all those Super Bowls and meeting all those NFL guys about how big they make the entertainment around the game. It's because – as the good old Art Rudledge said when he was running ABC Sports and bought the Super Bowl rights, if you can't guarantee me the game, guarantee me the entertainment around it. And that's why the halftime show is so big at the Super Bowl because you're never sure what the game is going to deliver. Now, just on that, yep. we're live and interactive. Uh, 0427-154-166 if you want to send a text. Robbie Williams, a big tick. Now, best ever? That's what people are saying. Best ever. It would be hard to top. Yeah. 
Hard to top. Interesting, the NRL, uh, they're playing the card well. It's been tough for the music industry in Australia. We've gone local. So they're, <laughs> they're headlined by <laughs> Jimmy Barnes. Okay. Yeah. You could say we've gone cheap. And that's, that's probably also true to their market, isn't it? They're staying true. No, no, not necessarily. Well, simply the best, Tina Turner. No, but I mean in their market of they are Sydney, Queensland. I know they've got a team in Melbourne, but being true to – I mean, they're not as no, well, like big I said, as the National to, League as They Australia. went to America before. They I used Tina that. Turner. No, but I mean, they're being probably true to their market as to who their fans are for their grand final. Well, you don't think their fans like international music? No, but I'm stressing the Australian own. I think that fits for them. That's fine. I okay. haven't got a problem don't with that Don't stress, Roach. All right. Coming up, though, Matt Rendell. We'll be chatting to him at, from 4 o'clock There's uh, a bit going on, every isn't day. there? A bit going on with the trade market. I did a bit of homework over there, Roach. You got some names? Wasn't all beer and Skittles. Good. Got yeah. some names. Who's moving? Who's in the You've field? been saying Jordan Sweet for three weeks. I have. What's happening there? You're still strong on that one. No, I'm, that's all. I, I, I can only tell you what I hear. You're not inside those meetings. You're not really sure where they're playing. Won't be happening. Won't be. No. No interest from the Adelaide Footy Club. Okay. All right. Interesting. Got a few more for you a little bit later as uh, well, Rich. Good. Uh, Anne Hatchard will join us at 4.35. How um, phenomenal were they at the I, weekend? I caught the second half yesterday and it was uh, greasy and a little bit wet here in Adelaide. Yeah, the rain did come late in the first quarter, but Ooh. not even the Channel 7 uh, scoreboard you know, the little screen at the bottom mm-hmm. could keep up with Adelaide. That broke down some stage during the first quarter. They were just blitzing. Well, Highest got... winning margin in AFLW history, which brings a few questions along with it too, Kim, about uh, depth in New South Wales and whether the AFL got that wrong in the way in which they've structured up the two Sydney teams. Local One... local drafts didn't work there. One they... point, One point, Roach. Fifteen yeah, seven ninety seven to one point, and a week before it was only two behinds for Sydney as they're belted by sixty six points by Port Adelaide. Mm. So that question about the talent base in New South Wales is going to concern the AFLW. If we were going back to nineteen ninety seven, uh, yes, I do. You remember know, that you game. know where I'm heading. Mm, how are well, the you girls? Could go in many ways. Here. How were the girls tracking for Port Adelaide as opposed to how the men were going leading into the first showdown? Could we see an upset this week? Oh, so Port Adelaide was on a winning streak. Crows had heaps of injuries and didn't have a ruckman. Well, it's a different script this time. Very And Adelaide, let's be real, very newish mm. in a long-standing competition, competition. Adelaide today in AFLW is a foundation club with an incredible foundation in itself. Their culture, their winning streaks... Uh, they're, they're vastly different storylines. Just trying to give it a bit of theatre. No, no, it's a good, it's very, a great question. Very serious. No, me? because that's a serious question about because we've got a big event coming up Friday night at Adelaide Oval. I know, and we're going to pump it up as the week goes yeah. on. But any Hatchard will join us. All right, we're up and away. We're live and interactive. Uh, here's a few texts that are coming through. Rooch, this one says, "Hey, Kimbo and Rooch, I watched a couple of old grannies from the early and mid two thousands on Friday night." Gee, I had forgotten just how good the footy was back yeah, then. Exactly. It was compelling to watch. The players had a little more time, mm. and that allowed for a more flowing game. And the players had enough time to use their skills more than they do now. I really enjoyed watching more of that kind of play, please. Which brings us, Roots, to another topic we're going to talk about today, and that's uh, the assessment of some of the rules that may get changed 
for next well, year. There's but, three they're looking at. Yeah, but they're not rules that change the game. They're procedures around the game. Score review needs to be looked at. So because yeah, take that, us through the three. So that final with Richmond and Brisbane clearly showed the arc needs to be worked over again, and that's about the technology. So that doesn't change the way the game is played. It changes the way the scoreboard is yep. represented. So you're happy they're addressing that. They have to. Yep. That, that Richmond-Brisbane game said, you can't let this go. You're going to have to deal with it. The second one on Patrick Cripps' suspension or non-suspension or tribunal hearings and appeals and whether the AFL didn't, again, doesn't change the way the game will be played, but will change the way in which the Brownlow medal is adjudicated. It may change the way the game's played because people will be, you know what, scared of... We've been engaging in content. We've been in that for 20 years I think they now. should be going the other way. We've been in that one for 20 it's years. Got what is the do, bump? It's got nothing to do with fairness. Yeah. What he did wasn't unfair. Yeah. It was but, a footy action. But the bump in itself is not going to change the way in which scores are put on mm. the scoreboard. We've been debating that for 20 years since Byron Pickett was supposedly run out of the game. And um, the third, now I've lost the third one, Kim, when I do lists. I can forget them now. The third oh. one is, um, oh, the sub rule. Like when Brenton yep. Sanderson said to us on... Friday night, let's get rid of the Medi sub and let's go with five on the bench. How long have we been thinking that was going to happen? We've heard coaches all through the year from Damien Hardwick started it. This Medi sub doesn't work. Well, Damien Hardwick softened a little bit. He's saying now if you haven't had to use it by three-quarter time, you should be allowed yeah. to. But he's vect- effectively wanting five on the five, bench, yeah. isn't he? And that's we expected the coaches to go down that path now. That possibly does change the game because then we're talking about how do they use the rotations, what sort of players do you make that fifth because he's not so much now a medi-sub, he's becoming your super-sub again. So that could be interesting. But when we first heard that, Kim, three, four months ago, what did we say? You've got four on the bench. Surely that's enough. Do we really want five? Well, in our lifetime, Rich, we've gone from the traditional 20, 18 players. Yep. Two reserves when you couldn't interchange. Well, 78, we, we, we brought in the interchange, yeah. yep. Um, then we thought 21 was okay, went to 22. Where's it stopped? We've always said it's going to end up looking like gridiron. Or a lot of other sports where you just have a big squad and you choose which one of the squad members comes on in the game and you're limited to maybe you know, five or six that you can use. But mm. you might have 12 there that you can choose from. What about one that I've been saying, and a few mm. other people have suggested it, that uh, you have the sub still, but uh, anyone, once someone has used it, then the other person can activate theirs. The as other well. team can do it at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Possible. I think Possible. that's a fair yep. way. Uh, text coming through Arthur in Handorf. G'day, Arthur. Thought Robbie Williams, no relation to Mark, boom, boom, was okay, but not as good as Angry Anderson. Oh, no boom, relation boom. to Greg. Boom, boom, boom. In 91 at Waverley Park. Oh, very nice touch there, Arthur. Yes. Even Bucks was cracking jokes with the Norm Smith. <laughs> no no relation, Isaac Smith. Yeah, and uh, I don't think the crowd picked up on that. Might have been a bit he late in the afternoon. Covered a lot of ground, Isaac Smith, didn't he? A lot of ground. Was oh, all did. over the place. And what about the start by the Tomahawk? How can you do that in oh. ruck twice in a quarter? Yep. And then scores goals with it. Um Phenomenal, phenomenal game by so many of the Geelong players. That's why I keep thinking, Robbie Williams actually set the agenda. I'm going to be phenomenal. And I think Geelong was even more so the way they played it. Yeah, they were due. <laughs> Ten years, Kim. They were I certainly heard, due. I urge everyone, if you get the chance, get home and watch your news services tonight or any of the football shows because we've known for a long time the Geelong Football Club do Mad Monday better than anyone. They do it. And make it fun and they're responsible. Mm. You don't ever hear any dramas. So what did we say at the start of the year? This is a team that's probably had its race. It's We all were saying they were too old, too slow. 
And Paddy D and his mates have turned up with grey hair and Zimmer frames to say, yeah, we might be old, but we're very, very good. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, they get out of a bus. They've had a professional makeup artist do it. So <laughs> they genuinely look like they're about now, 80. They yeah. look like they're about 80. Then getting out of the bus, I think it was Joel Fall- Selwood, falls over yeah. and then they assist him to get him back into the walking frame yeah. and he stayed in character until he got inside the uh, licensed premises. But isn't that using Mad Monday in a a good way. Yeah. A good way. We've, we've seen some Mad Mondays go way, way off agendas, be very silly and very stupid. This one is magnificent for setting an answer to all those. It's a little bit of fun. We, we thought Geelong were going to slide, didn't we, at the start of the year when we did our forecast? Uh, not as bad as we thought Collingwood were. No, <laughs> no that's we got, that one we, go. We got that wrong. Hey, now, I know you'll like this one, Rich, because you're an old journo. This one's from Daniel. He says, I'm sick of hearing Crow supporters say that Danger deserved a flag and that they're happy for him. It makes me sick. Well, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I think there is but more, there are more Crows. I know. But How does this play? Well, I, every Crow supporter that I've seen over the weekend or spoke to leading up to the grand final are happy for Pat Dangerfield. Mm, I, I think I you're a so. fairly bitter person. Sorry, Daniel. If you're still holding a grudge, he gave her eight years of service. That's it. So he, he went back to his family, exactly. didn't tell a porky pie. Exactly. He lives in a unique part of the world. I've been there, was lucky enough to stay there at Moggs Creek. Yep. Not that they have accommodation there, yep. Rooch, or a pub or a post yep. office. So answer the key questions. Did he have a choice at the start of his career? No. No, he fills his draft form. Did he serve the Adelaide Football Club as expected for eight yes. years? Well did, he, did he deliver on and off the field? Yes, did he have the right after eight years to choose where he wanted to be? Of course, like anyone in any profession. Did he have a history as the kid who was on the milk crates watching Geelong as a kid? Yes. Did he have the right to play for Geelong? Yes. So why would anyone take issue with him winning a premiership for Geelong? Good on you, Roach. Well explained. I'm sure not everyone will agree, though. No. Maybe if he could have stayed one more year Hello. in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Might have reduced the margin. Yeah. Um, it was, we've got to go to a break shortly. I feel for Sydney. I, I was went there to the game. I was lucky enough to be there. Th- thanks to Balfour's wonderful South Australian company. Um, I was barracking for Sydney only okay. because it's just the Australian way you go for the underdog. Yeah. But I couldn't lose because if Geelong win, there are a lot of players that deserve that. Mm. They've been so consistent and I wanted Paddy Dangerfield to f- complete his career. Can we pay tribute to Dane Rampey? That speech from a losing captain after the grand final is the greatest speech ever. We might try. I don't have that it is, here, Rich. He was, we might try and he get He was magnificent. Uh, up Benny's out. He's on the phone at the moment. We might try and get the Dane Rampey That was a magnificent, speech. well, not as an exception. It's a acknowledgement yep. of the day of Geelong, of his team. No, I didn't see any notes. And I don't see any scribble on his hand where, you know, usually you get a bit of tape and, you know, you've, you've got the cheat notes. The way he presented himself, which then represents the Sydney Football Club, was magnificent. I mean, that's tough. You've just lost. Oh, you've lost every dream. They didn't give a yelp. After, no. Didn't give a yelp. But for him to stand on that stage, speak the way he did, to put Geelong first and foremost, he deserves all the credit he could ever get for the way he presented himself in his footy club. I was a bad footy fan. I'd, I'd moved on to celebrations by then. I was very shallow, Rooch. Really? It's damn cold there, I'll I tell imagine. you. If you hey, went on the outer in front of the sun. Hey, before we go to the break, can we pay tribute to a man who's being honoured at Adelaide Oval today? Of course we can. The great KG Ken Cunningham is being honoured with the Riverbank Media 
Broadcasting Centre being named after him. As Bruce McAvaney says, when you look around Australia and think Dennis Cometti has the media centre at Perth Stadium named after him, mm. Ron Casey at the MCG, he said it well, KG is not only in good company, they are in good company with him. He's been a Sheffield Shield cricketer on Adelaide Oval, a yep. league football umpire on Adelaide Oval, changed the way broadcasting on television and radio went for 50 years. Uh, more so radio. Correct. That was enormous. First full-time sports But he's show a pioneer in, in television yep. as well. If anyone had to have their name at Adelaide Oval when it opened in 2014, and the fact that we don't do it until 2022 is disappointing, but it's thank heavens he's there to today cut the ribbon on his broadcasting centre named in his honour, and he deserves all the accolades as well that come with it. Yeah, good on you, Kenneth mm. George. He's a good man, much deserved. Before we go to the break, though, let's have a listen to the final closing stages. No, we haven't, haven't got, got it. Haven't got it. Oh. Yes, we have. Oh, we have. Good. Yeah, the final closing stages of the <laughs> of the grand final and Jared Waitley's call. Final moment is a boundary throw in. It is a premiership gloriously won. A Geelong side forever in contention, entirely reimagined to be hailed now as champions. And for Chris Scott, his second flag is testament to his genius. Geelong in a grand final romp. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 55 on a Monday afternoon, grand final post-mortems. Kimba and the Roach with you, thanks to Balfour's. The Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. I'm back in front of you, Roach. Great to be back in the studio. Yes. It was a bit challenging not knowing when to speak and when not to speak. Yeah, I've always struggled with that, full stop. Uh, here's a text, Roach. <laughs> no, you, know what I mean. you haven't got that <laughs> I know. face-to-face couldn't contact. see That's you. challenging. Yeah. Uh, it was really busy over there in Melbourne, actually. There were How people. did those blokes do it with three-way turf talk in the years? Gone by. In the early days? Yeah. The racing callers would do it. Three men trying mm. to talk. Well, it still happens, but now you normally get... Do they get a bit of chemistry, aside. I guess? Well, right, don't say that, Rich. We should have some after four years. <laughs> uh, has Robbie Williams given Richie his suit back oh, yet? Oh, boom, boom, boom. Good on you, Mario. Uh, what have we got here? Kimbo, it was Isaac Smith who fell out, and his name was Norm for the day. Billy Kay, hey, a little bit of humour there. Uh, just how bad would Port have to have been to lose by more than the Swans? Only history knows. Oh. Yeah, but that was a that was a different sort of Port team in two thousand and seven. That yeah. was one that seriously should never have made the grand final anyway. Well, how bad were the other sides then? I'm trying to defend. Well, West Port. Coast West Coast should win that qualifying final if Ben Cousins doesn't get injured. And North Melbourne were just horrible in that preliminary final. But that Port Adelaide team was on start of a rebuild, so to speak, and it makes a GF and got exposed for it. Roach, I didn't get to hear Dane Randy. Oh, I left the stadium. Uh, this is the losing captain in uh, making his speech straight after the game. Firstly, to Chris and Joel and Geelong Footy Club, a heartfelt congratulations on the premiership this year. You guys have been the benchmark for... 
God knows how long, and um, great to see you. Great reward for effort. Round of applause. I just want just to touch on Joel Selwood's record as well. Sometimes you've got to pinch yourself when you share the field with giants of the game, mate, and you're an absolute giant. Congratulations. To our sponsors, QBE, Real Estate, Volkswagen, thank you for your ongoing support. To our boys, bad luck today. So proud of your efforts throughout the season. We'll be back hungrier and better for it next year. And to our red and white supporters, both South Melbourne and back in Sydney, sorry we failed you today, but your support has meant the utmost over the last three years during COVID and this year particularly back with crowds. Thank you. How many boxes does he tick there? I think he ticked every one, Rooch. Amazing. Yeah, speech. I didn't get to hear that. I'm glad that I mm. did. That was incredibly composed, wasn't it? Well, you've just gone through the worst afternoon in your football life. Mm. Think a man who climbed a goalpost could say that, eh? He, did, he did have a, he did have a half to think about. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, no doubt. <laughs> Cheap about shot, it, but... I know. Hey, let's Gee, hear from before we go to the news. Let's hear from Patrick Dangerfield. Uh, he was on with Jared mm. Waitley, still honouring his commitments. He's another good uh, human, yep. just as Joel Selwood. Um, he was asked whether it was as good as he thought it would be. Yeah, it is, and 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 more. You know, we we played, and it always felt like over the last, you know, six eight weeks that we were just continually building and getting better and better. And you know, it was a really tight game against Collingwood. You got to have those sometimes. And I felt like we, you know, we were almost perfected what we'd been, you know, setting out to achieve this year. And it was such a well-rounded game. And just so proud of our guys to to be able to execute on the biggest stage. And um. You know, the, the town's so proud of everyone involved. You know, that's the, they're the special part. Well said, Patrick. And he's earned it. He's earned it the hard way. He's worked so hard for everything that he's done in footy. That's not... I mean, we know he's a talent, but he's worked hard to enhance that talent. He's one of the most courageous footballers I've seen mm. play, Roach. And uh, he was acknowledged as the player of the series. He gets the series. Gary Ayres medal. He's had a phenomenal, phenomenal final series. Mm. I mean, he could have been... He could have been the Norm Smith medalist as well, couldn't he? For what he contributed, his goal assists, the way in which he brought his teammates into the game. We acknowledge Isaac Smith was everywhere and did everything. And hit the scoreboard early that yeah. put scoreboard pressure on exactly. the opposition and they exactly. couldn't recover from that. Hey, we need to uh, go to break. Uh, we've got a lot of people we'll be chatting with today, Matt Rendell and Anne Hatchard, just to name a couple. Uh, you can give us a call as well on 1300 736 736 and we will we'll announce our nearest the pin winner Ooh, too okay. a little later in the show. Nearly three minutes past four on a Monday afternoon. Kimba on the reach with you. The run home, thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. And our good friends at Hyundai, the Tucson Turbo Diesel, is in stock now. Matt Randall not answering at the moment. Uh, the big fella must be on the phone, maybe getting us a big scoop route. He'll be Ooh. joining us shortly. And Hutchard will join us after 4.30. Uh, a few texts coming through. What's happening in the cricket? It's started already, Rooch. We've got the Marsh Cup, which is our one-day cup, 50 overs, limited cricket for our state team. South Australia is playing Queensland. They won the toss and chose to bowl. South Australia is six 
for 156 after 36 and a half overs. And if I look at the scorecard, Travis Head has top scored for South Australia at 47. Weatherall got 37. And on the probability counter, you know that probability mm -hmm. thing they oh, put Oh, you're back on mic so, now, sorry Rich. Talking to your microphone. Sorry about that. Queensland 77% chance of winning, they say. So Is that right? Maybe we haven't scored enough to satisfy them. Alrighty, we won't start to no, uh, no. dragging the Redbacks. No, already. not yet. No, I think that lad's left anyway. Uh, nearest the pin winner, all you had to do was pick who was going to win and by how much and uh, name the Norm Smith medalist as well. Well, that wasn't required. Our winner, I reckon he's won before, Adam from Clemsic. He went 51 points. The Cats, he was 30 points off, but he's still the winner of the $60 Signet Power Bank. That's to keep your mobile phone charged all the time, Roach. I needed that over the weekend on a couple of occasions. I can imagine. Um, Roach, let's keep going through the game while we're waiting for Matty Rendell and bring back a few memories. And we know that people have different grand final functions and events and aren't across everything. Paddy Dangerfield spoke today, though, on Waitley, and he spoke about Joel Selwood being a special leader. He, for us, you know, he's our captain. He's, he's everything that you want in a leader. It's hard to describe what he means to to us and, you know, personally to me, what he's done for my career. Um, I have nothing but the, the highest of praises for Joel. His will to compete uh, and to, to be our, you know, our spiritual com compass of just ultra competitiveness he's a champion in every in every way we've been a successful club but we have a, a large part has been you know due to his leadership along with chris uh you know it's they're such special people uh patty was having a few sherbets too he's uh, he's not a big consumer let's just hear from him one more time we've got maddie rendell i believe uh, but let's hear about from patty on what joel selwood had to say at three-quarter time when Joel came out and said at three-quarter time, well, I think we've won it, so let's just enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> that, that was like, oh, this is going to happen. And, um, yeah, maybe you can allow yourself to smile and, and just lap it up, and that's what we're able to do. We, we played such a, a great game, and we gave ourselves that opportunity to enjoy it because we were ruthless for three quarters, and then we, we capped it off in the fourth. Paddy they, they were good in the fourth, too, when they were just having a bit of fun. yeah. <laughs> What about the Conan getting his first goal ever? Just got in the way. Hit him on the chest. <laughs> he denied Patty D. Uh, Matt was Randall, that going in? Well, yeah, I think it would have. Yeah? Oh, just maybe. Post then. Well, don't spoil the moment. Roach, let Matt Randall do it. He joins us now. <laughs> Hello, Matthew. <laughs> Good afternoon, fellas. Hello, Matt. Hey, uh, Matty, you've watched a lot of footy. How'd you rate the grand final? Oh, it was pretty pathetic, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, the, the real disappointment was that um, the Swannies... Um, you know, their pressure's been their strength the whole year. Um, and, uh, oh, did they get our pressure in the first quarter? And, oh, I've got no doubt, uh, you know, Geelong knowing that that's their strength. So they weren't going to get they weren't going to get beaten in that area, Geelong, so they made sure they, they really stacked it up. They haven't been great starters, Geelong. And Swannies have been great starters, so they really turned that around. It was, uh, so that, you know, it was going to be all over at quarter time with, with that scoreline when... Um, a total reversal of what the two clubs have been doing most yeah. of the year. Great game if you're a Cat supporter. Uh, is it yeah. up there with the 2019 GWS Richmond game? Um, yeah, it's, 
I think the expectation is so big. It's just so disappointing when it's one-sided, especially after you come off the Sanford Grand Final that we had and there was a point in it. Yeah. Um, The other point that I don't think has been made, it's so difficult for interstate teams to win Grand Finals in Melbourne against um, Melbourne teams. As I think only in my memory is probably only the, the Swans beating Hawthorne. Uh, West Coast beating uh, Collingwood, 12. Dom Sheed. Oh, of course, mm. West Coast, Collingwood just recently. West Coast yeah, done and, it a few and obviously, times, yeah. yeah. well, there's been a couple of neutrals. Oh, yeah, back Adelaide. in the 90s, yeah, Adelaide. they beat Geelong, but... Uh, so did it twice. Tough for them. They always can get there. Um, the other thing is, haven't they got a massive advantage, Geelong, that we don't quite often talk about, you know, they're the only team in Victoria that's got a massive home ground mm. advantage. Mm. Allows them to finish up the top all the time. They, yep. they they usually play the interstate teams there in those games. They don't play the big clubs, uh, big drawing Melbourne clubs there. They have a big advantage, and uh, you know what? They take advantage of it beautifully. Mm. Okay, um, Matt, we get the same storyline at the end of every grand final, how a list was built to be a premiership team. Ooh. Now, did Geelong break the norm? Did Stephen Wells come up with a theme that no one else has come from? Is everyone now going to look at Geelong and say, there's a lesson to be learned here? And probably the biggest one for my liking is when you have two gun forwards and a small forward, first time Geelong's had three players kick 50 goals in a season Mm. each, aren't we learning the same way Hawthorne did, that you're going to have to have two big forwards and a really special small forward to win a premiership? Yeah, well, yeah, tell Richmond that 17, they had Jack Rewalt and five small. So it yeah. uh, worked pretty well for them. They've had two, two and four for most of that time when Lynch came in. Yep. Um, I, I don't think there's any special combination that you have for that forward line, but um, have a special combination of the way you play the game. Mm. And Geelong couldn't win anything the way they were playing the kick mark slow uh, slow game, yep. and uh, they got really fanned out big time by Port Adelaide, and then Melbourne last year, they got walloped in both games mm. by playing the slow game against t- two teams who played the fast game. Right. So, uh, they've gone, well, we can't play this way, and uh, so they changed this year. I was banging on with on Dwayne's World for two years. Mm. Um, you've got all this talent on a go slow. It doesn't make sense to me. So, as soon as they sped it up, they looked a completely different team, um, all their stars, Sean, um, their, their build has been different because the, the, the player they have had all the way through is Joel Selwood um, and, and Hawkins, sorry, the two players, uh, basically all the way through and two real good pillars, you know, around leadership. One's a key forward, one's a gun midfielder and they've sort of built bits and pieces around that and filled in the gaps over the years, that uh, players have obviously come and go, the, the, the Stevie Jays and the Bartels and the like, but, uh, you know, they, they lose them, they get Dangerfield in. Yep. Um, they lose someone else, like Isaac Smith in as a 31, who's a really fit 31, mind you. Yeah. Um, you pick up some really good uh, picks in the draft. You get a couple of rookie picks. They, 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 then they get Cameron in uh, to top up. You know, how many players in their team were traded for? Um Cameron all picked up Stangle, Tui, Dangerfield, Stanley, Smith, probably missed a few. Yeah, stacks of them. Yeah. So really astute trading. Yep. 
the only one that really paid a heap of dough for or, or, or cost some heat was um, Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Uh, but that sort of balanced out with losing Kelly. So they got a good deal for Kelly, and that deal basically went into Cameron. Um, so really astute around that, and then pick up uh, bits and pieces around the edges. You know, your Tom Stewart, great pickup, local player, available yeah. to everyone. Uh, had a good had a good year, you know. Henry played on a wing in the 18s and ends up being a key back. Mm. Colin Dasney, we rated highly. They pick him up. I'll, I'll, you know, he's done super well to play all the way through. Jed Buse, father son, they've had great luck with father son as ever? well over that period. Um, so, you know, you need luck with with that um, with that father son. Just like the Swans have had massive luck with their um, their academy kids, mm. you know. Uh, Blakey, Heaney, Mills, uh, Goulden for a start, you know, mm. going to be the basis of their team for another seven or eight years. So you need a bit of luck uh, around it and then some really astute managing of your salary cap. That's what Geelong have done super well. Players want to go there and play. And, and, and I meant to do this today, but I didn't have time. I want to know how many country kids are in their team because yeah. it's a real attraction for the country kids mm. because every other team is in the city is in Melbourne. You have to live in the city virtually. Mm. But Geelong, if you're a country kid, and a lot of them go back to their country roots, uh, it's a it's a very much an, an attraction to them. Hey, since mm. we were young boys coming into the game, we've always heard the golden rule is you don't go into big games with injured players. They took yeah. Sam Reid and McInerney and did it bite them on the bum. Yeah, it didn't cost them the game, but, no. um, you know, they would have had to bring Joel Armady, I suppose, in. And, you know, they... But they're really their strength and when they're good swans is that they don't have any injuries. Uh, their, their best is out there week in, week out. Uh, when they had that really poor year, two, what's that, two years ago, they had a lot of injuries. Rampy and Heaney missed the heat. Uh, Franklin wasn't playing. So um, uh, they've had them all playing this year and they lost really uh, one at the end of the year. Reed, they didn't really need to lose, but it, it didn't do any, it didn't cause any uh, issues there around uh, losing the game. And, and, and the the risk you take is is minimised by the fact you've got a medi-sub. So uh, no medi-sub, way bigger risk. You've got a medi-sub, yeah, we're going to pump. If you can get to half-time, we're happy with that. Mm. Hey, Matty, Trade Radio uh, starts today, doesn't it? Today? Yeah, well, I'm on at uh, 5 o'clock here. started today. Uh, I'm on with uh, Soss and uh, Damien Barrett. Um, David Noble does that with them from 3 to 5. I'm doing 5 to 6 with them and... Six to seven with Sam Hargraves. To We've top got all the, the all the big guns in. Uh, any news? Anything you can leak to us? No, no. I only read today that um, it, it's, it's official that um, Griffin Lokes nominated North. Um, to, that that's where he wants to go, and uh, so he's out of contract. I can't believe they're losing him. I, I'm, yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, it's, it it yeah. sort of defeats the purpose of getting um, Jackson in when you lose. Griffin Lake, that makes sense to me at all. Gotcha. Well, I'll, but, give, I'll uh, give you something, Matty. I'll give you something. We need to go to a break, yeah. all right? So you'll make the headlines yeah. all around Australia. Um, Roach's rumour about Jordan Sweet coming to Adelaide. No good. Won't happen. Right here. Okay. 0%. Now, have Very you heard good. about Caleb Poulter going anywhere? Poulter? Poulter. Well, we thought there might be something going on with uh, Adelaide and, and uh, Collingwood, yes. Put a line through that. Wow. Gone. No. Yeah, it okay. won't, won't be happening at Adelaide. 0%. 0%. So where's he going? Apologi- he hasn't got a deal at Collingwood. Yep. I'll apologise if I'm wrong, but uh, Adelaide not interested in okay. Sweet and Poulter. Ooh. Take it to the bank. Okay. 
Uh, I'll give you a little one you didn't know about. You know Steve Saunders? You know his name? Yes, yes. The physio? Yes. Did a lot of work at Geelong this year. Yes. And spent a lot of time over in the latter part of the year. Did you know that one? Yes, saw his message on social media at the weekend. Oh, was it okay? (laughs) Well, I'm not on social media. He's put photographs up as well, not just a message. He put photos up as well. On that inglorious inglorious (laughs) note. (laughs) Uh, He uh, he did spend a lot of time at the latter part of the year, and I think he might have had a fair bit to do with uh, Dangerfield, you know, uh, oh, getting yes. through the year ticked off Holmes as well, but they didn't pick him still. They stuck fat. Mm. They didn't take he the risk. Him, he ticked off Holmes, did he? Yeah, he did. Okay. All the medical staff gave him the tick of approval wow. and it got to the coach's call and he said no. And he didn't want to expose mm. the lad in case, the worst case scenario, does a hammy in the first quarter. And if it costs mm. them the game, that could scar the kid forever. Good so point. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough no, call. It was, it was a mature too. call. Mm. Hey, good on you, Matty. Love chatting you. We'll tune in tonight and listen to the show, Trade Radio, with all the big knobs, Roach. So to speak. Well, I can't remember all their names. (laughs) Soss. Yes, Hargraves. The Purple Warrior. Noble does earlier. Damien Barrett. Yeah, Sammy Hargraves as well. Caleb Poulter. No No go. No, talk to you about it after the break. Right. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.21, Annie Hatchard coming up after 4.30 after the Crows' enormous win. We spoke last week to Chelsea Bedell and said, you've got to start hitting the scoreboard. You've got a terrible percentage, one of the worst percentages in the top 10. Now they've got the second best percentage in the competition, Roach, they after one game. GWS, yes. 97-point uh, victory. Text coming through, Roach. Uh, hi, lads. Can we get another update on the Redbacks' current score? Thanks. That's from Brad. <laughs> Brad Mann. Oh, I love it. I love the SEN well, family. At least Very that's fun. good. That's good. Yeah, well, at least it's clean. Yes. <laughs> Six for 195. They're at the 40th over. McAndrew, 29, not out. And Menenti, 19, Who? not out. Menenti. All right. Bit more enthusiasm, Roach. Come on. Well, make, because the writing's very small. Make, make out we're live. Oh, we are. We are. Well, come on, lift. Six for 195. Do you want to make a projection of what they'll get to in the next 10 overs? Will ten, they bat it all out? Ten, no, be all out for 221. Okay. I'm saying, go on, you give one. Uh, all out for 234. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. We've been scarred, haven't we? We have indeed. All right, thanks, Brad Mann, for requesting that. Here's a text, Roochie Roach. Gold Coast want pick five for Rankin, but are considering giving up pick seven as part of a salary dump with Jack Bose. Could the Crows take Bose? I'd, oh, I wish that had come through. That's from Paul. I don't know if that's Tim Tam Paulie or not. That's from Paul. Um, ah, we should have had that question while we had Matty Rendell. I'm only just so they're it. trying to dump two million dollars of salary. Gold Coast. I saw that. Mm. Explain that some that. question. That brings some questions about list management there, doesn't it? So here's a club that again went to the AFL, asked for special assistance. So they could sign up players, have a stronger group, and they all of a sudden, a year later, is a year or two years later, they're needing to get $2 million off their salary cap so they can project even further with their list. Something doesn't add up there. If you are at Gold Coast dumping $2 million mm. of your salary cap, you haven't managed your salary cap well at all. No, you know that's not my strong suit. Got to go to another quick break. Mm. We went a bit too long with Matty, but here's another one. You are joking, Matt. This is Matt Rendell. This text In what says, way? Geelong don't have a massive advantage, as you put it, 
would you not think interstate teams playing home have more yeah. an advantage every second week? No home finals after finishing top. No name on that one. I'd say a cat supporter. So, yeah, fair argument. They don't travel as much, though. Interstate teams have to travel every second week. Mm-hmm. They do. They have the best of both worlds, Geelong. They get a genuine home field advantage at Cadinia Park. They get exposure at the MCG for big games. They're getting the best of both worlds. Had a little bit of news on Matt Crouch too whilst I was away working my butt off, Roach, for five days in Melbourne. Good news for him or bad news for him? I'll tell you after the break. Boom, boom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson, turbo diesel, all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roach. Nearly right on 4.30. We're here thanks to Balfour's and Hyundai. Just a reminder, trade radio update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. We'll have some more info on trades uh, a little later, Roots. I've just got to hold on to the Matty Crouch stuff and the Jack Graham chat Ooh. as well. A little bit of an update there, which is surprising because uh, we need to get our teeth into that. Well, he's um, locked himself in with his options there, hasn't he? Hasn't he said no to Port Adelaide? What's he saying to Adelaide? Well, we're going to What's talk Adelaide about, saying to him? Uh, he won't be going to Adelaide, Ooh. unfortunately. Um, my understanding. Hey, just quickly though, Roach, before we go to the news, uh, Johnny Longmire, let's uh, have a listen to him about letting supporters down. Personally, you feel like you let a lot of people down. So you let your players down, you let your supporters down, you let your staff down, let your board down. He's very open, very honest. He talked about the size of the occasion and the impact it may have had. Is there a chance maybe the, the size of the occasion maybe overwhelmed a few players, or is that hard to identify? That's what it looked like. It looked like they, you know, they got would they have 12, 12 players, twenty nine and over, as an experienced, hardened team as you'll come up against, and they handled it that way. Ten players over thirty, the Cats had. Uh, that was meant to be their Achilles heel. Hmm. I tell you, Rich, uh, the sixties, the new forty, fifties, the new thirty. So that's. Play the Mark Bickley line. The Sharon doesn't know how old you are. How true is that? Eh? <laughs> it is. It can make you look slow sometimes, though. Oh, no. Uh, let's get one more from Johnny about picking Sam Reid and McInerney. From the selection of Sam to the, the way the game looked, um, we just didn't get it right. On Sam, then, John, how fit was he going into the game or how confident were you that he would would get through a majority well, We're obviously of confident. That's why we picked him, but we made a mistake. Well said. Very, own it. Very Just honest. Just own it. Well, you have That's to, it. don't you? Yep. It was obvious. But seriously, all. Sam Reid wasn't the issue. Um, Kim, he could have been 100% fit, and that game doesn't change. No, and Matt Rendell said that. Yeah, they weren't going to win that game. No. They had bigger issues than... When you've got someone moving like that, it doesn't It doesn't. I help. know, but... And the amount of ball they were winning or not winning. Too, we'll talk about Buddy a little bit later too. That's oh, uh, twice he's been exposed yes. in three weeks. Like he's an absolute out-and-out champion. But um, You don't write them off. You don't, but he's not getting any quicker. All right, 4.30 news coming up, even though it's 4.32. <laughs> then we'll have a chat <laughs> at Ann Hatchard. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.